Why is healthy so hard? I'm Dr. Candice Mathers, licensed naturopathic doctor, owner of Life Blossom Wellness, special needs mom, and the naturopathic mama. In this episode of The Naturopathic Mama, I'll be discussing why it seems so hard for you to get healthy and stay that way. So it's something that I actually hear quite often. I'm talking to a client or even to um, someone who is just asking for my advice and I'm giving them some ideas on what they can do to change their lifestyle, to have their health reach a point where it hasn't been in years or maybe ever. And usually I'm suggesting maybe taking something out of the diet or um, increasing physical activity or maybe even just getting more sleep. And the very first thing that I hear is, but that's just too hard. And after hearing that for years, I started to wonder, is it really that hard to get healthy? Thinking back to when I started my own health journey, I know that I said the same exact thing. In fact, um, I shared in uh, my previous episode, one of the previous episodes, how I ended up getting really sick and I had really bad joint pain all over my body. And um, now I know that that was because of vaccine injury and that caused a lot of inflammation and autoimmune processes attacking my my body, attacking itself. Um, And one of the things that I had to do to stop that process was to take certain foods out of my diet And I remember going to um, a naturopathic clinic and seeing um, one of the interns in the clinic. And um, she was really, really good with me. She was funny and she was personable and intelligent and kind. And she made a suggestion that I take dairy out of my diet for 14 days. Now, I thought that this was impossible because I had, um, I lived off of dairy. In fact, I would, I would eat cereal and milk for breakfast. So how in the world was I going to live without dairy for two whole weeks? (laughs) And she, um, she was really nice about it and gave me some really good suggestions on how I could take dairy out of my diet. She said, you know, if you do this, you're going to see your joint pain diminish greatly. I guarantee it. Now, I really didn't believe her because I had never had any doctor tell me that I need to do to change my diet. But I said, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try it. And so I did. And it was challenging initially, but I saw my joint pain not only improve, but disappear completely. Now, obviously, just taking dairy out of my diet wasn't the only thing that I had to do, but it was one of those big moments that stayed with me. And even now, when I'm talking to a client or a friend or family member, I think back to that experience um, and I think about how it was so hard for me to change my diet and why was that now you can say well we're creatures of habit when we do something we 
uh, are used to doing it. If you walk into um, a classroom for the very first time and you find a seat, the next time you go back to that classroom, if that seat's empty, you're probably going to go straight for that seat just because that's the way that we are as human beings. But I think that the answer actually goes much much deeper than being creatures of habit because if we continually do something that we know is harmful to us or we get information that the way that we're living isn't healthy or helpful to us why don't we have the motivation to stop and so right now we are in the 21st century with advances in medicine, technology, transportation, communication, uh, you name it. We have advanced in almost every single way that we can advance as a, a species. And yet we, at least here in the United States, we aren't as healthy, as safe, or as happy as all of this, uh, all of these advances suggest we should be. So uh, in 2020, we, the United States, um, actually rated less on the quality of life scale than we did in 2014. In fact, in 2014, we rated at number 16. Um, In 2020, we rated at number 28, dropping 12 points in six years. And that's pretty alarming because the quality of life index measures important things like personal safety, education, and health and wellness. And so while we may be living longer lives, our quality of life isn't improving. In fact, it's decreasing. And people will say, well, yeah, but we, we are living longer. Isn't that uh a testament to the power of modern medicine. And I, I have to say that I disagree because life expectancy actually almost doubled to about 80 years old or a little less than 80 years now because life expectancy has dropped for the United States. But life expectancy went up to almost about 80 years in, in between 1880, the year 1880 and 1920. And Most people would attribute this to advances in modern medicine, but that wasn't the case. It was actually public health measures like um, controlling for infectious diseases, having safer food, cleaner water. These are the things that actually helped improve our life expectancy, not necessarily the antibiotics or the vaccines that everyone hails as these these. Um, modern miracles that saved everyone's life. Now, I'm not knocking antibiotics or vaccines or modern medicine. I'm just trying to put into perspective what really has propelled us to where we are today and that we are living longer, but we're not living healthier. Now, there was a very interesting article that came out in 2016 that talked about how um, drugs, the fast track for drug approval has been at an all-time high in uh, over the past 19 years. And 
I don't think anyone will argue with me if I say that here in the United States, we probably are one of the most medicated countries in the world. By some estimates, up to 70% of the population takes at least one prescription medication. Now, I can remember when I was pregnant with um, my son and I... I had hyperemesis gravidarum. Now, that's a condition where you have excessive nausea and vomiting in pregnancy, and it can be fatal if it's not treated properly. And there's there's not really good treatments for it, whether natural or um, pharmaceutical, at least from my own experience. And there is um, actually some research saying that there's a genetic component to it, which may or may not be the case. And... Um, so I was pregnant and I uh, go in to urgent care because I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know why I was throwing up in multiple times a day. I think about 20, 20 to 30 times a day, I thought I was going to die. And I, uh, the nurse comes out and she, she asks me, so um, what, what medications are you taking? And I said, I'm, I'm not taking any. And she kind of, I guess it, it might not have registered with her because she was looking down at her chart and she asked me again, okay, so what medications are you taking? And I spoke up again. I said, I'm not taking any medications. And then she looks up at me and she said, you, you don't have any prescriptions. Your doctor didn't give you any prescription. You're not taking any prescription medication. And I was shocked because I didn't think that I should be on prescription medication. I, I don't know. I, at that time, I was um, in my late 20s. Um, I wasn't overweight. Um, I had been seeing a naturopathic doctor, so I wasn't sick. I, I had absolutely no problem, no pain anywhere in my body. I was perfectly healthy. And so... She was shocked to to know that I wasn't taking any medication. I found that very odd um, until I, I went to the doctor a few years later and I got the same treatment. And I said, oh, well, I, this isn't odd. This is the way that um, this system works. I guess almost everyone is taking some type of medication. And I, f I found this fairly interesting paper Um that was written back in 2014 by uh, Peter Gudzia, a Danish doctor and co-founder uh, of the Cochrane Collaboration, which is a an independent network. It's global. It's around around the world of researchers, um, clinicians, even patients, and their goal is to collate, put together the best evidence that research has to help anyone who who's interested find the best treatment choices for their you know, diseases. And so um, Dr. Gutscha, he published an article back in 2014 in the Polish Archives of Internal Medicine. And he basically just wrote this scathing article about the pharmaceutical industry and he says that uh, prescription drug use is actually the third leading cause of death in the United States and 
he even attributes half of those deaths to taking the the medicine correctly. Now, this, if this is true, that's astounding. The very institution that is supposed to keep us healthy and keep us safe is actually harming us. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It was just very interesting. And I'll actually have that article on my website, the naturopathic, naturopathicmama.com. Not the, so it's just naturopathicmama.com. I'll have that paper on my website, so you can actually look it over yourself, and you can read the um, the U.S. News article I was referring to from 2016 as well. I'll have links to those on my website. But um, as I was reading these, I started to think back to that question, why is it so hard for us to get healthy? Now, I, um, I'm not much of a TV watcher. I don't watch much TV. Um, I don't even stream much. If you ask me about the newest uh, show that, that everyone's watching, I wouldn't be able to help you. I don't spend much time um, doing doing that. I don't spend much time in popular culture. So, you know, I don't listen to popular music or watch popular movies. And, you know, I kind of do my own thing. And that might be for the best. <laughs> but... Um, so I decided um, I was going to sit down and try to watch some TV, try to figure out what what was on. And as I'm sitting there watching TV, I get these um, ads or commercials and about all these pharmaceutical drugs. And I had forgotten that this was a thing. In other countries, this is not legal for pharmaceuticals to do direct to patient advertising. But here in the United States, it's still legal. And basically you watch a commercial about someone who has a certain illness and the, the medication that they take helps their illness. But then at the end, because these commercials are extremely long, at the end, the spokesperson is reading a long list of all of these side effects. And it made me start to think, are we unhealthy or is it hard for us to get healthy because we are being fed images of a quick fix? I don't think anyone will argue with me that instant gratification and the desire to have it right now has skyrocketed ever since smartphone technology and social media has been introduced to uh, our society. We can order things from our phones. If we want some food, we could just order it and have it delivered to us. And instant gratification is is a real thing. We expect that if we want it, we want it now. And maybe it's that way because of our health. And maybe it's that way because that's what we are being told. We're being told that there is a pill for every ill. There is a uh, medication for every condition and that any disease that we have can be cured just by talking to our doctor and asking for this pharmaceutical. I don't think that's realistic at all. And there used to be this, this adage that everyone used to say, you are what you eat. 
But no one really says that anymore. In fact, our modern society has completely divorced the importance of food and a healthy diet with health. I think that's incredible as to how that happened. And when I say incredible, I'm literally meaning that I that, that is completely bizarre as to how that happened. And I'm speaking from perspective of a person who used to believe that very same thing. I believe that you can eat whatever you want as long as you exercise a little to keep your cute little size zero waist. But you can eat whatever you want. I told you I wake up in the morning and I have cereal and milk, that really sugary, sugar-laden cereal and milk. And then a Pop-Tart or some type of um, packaged pastry and then candy. And this was my diet for many, many years. Now, I never gained any weight, although... um, The effects of that diet did catch up with me in my later years, but I didn't realize that the foods that I ate was foundational for me to be healthy. And so looking at what's happening in our society where we are constantly being given the message that, hey, if you have this issue, take this drug and you will be okay, it's almost um, alien for someone like me who is arguably outside of the medical paradigm by not not by choice but because of a certain medical discrimination against providers who aren't conventional it sounds as if I'm speaking gibberish it sounds as if what I'm asking you to do is impossible And I can respect that and I can understand that because I was once that person. So it takes a huge change in your thought processes. It's it's a huge shift in your belief system to actually have to take responsibility for your health. Which leads me to another point in why I think being healthy is so hard. And that's because we are always told, and I, I myself am guilty of it, we're always told that you need to talk to your doctor before uh, doing anything, basically. So if you want to take this vitamin, talk to your doctor. If you want to take this drug, talk to your doctor. If you want to do this exercise, talk to your doctor first. And it's almost as if we are being told that we are incompetent or um, we're not quite as informed as our doctor would be on our own health. And so we need someone to oversee our health. And as I said before, I, I too have been guilty of this because I don't want anyone to be hurt by uh, any type of suggestion that I make if it's if they aren't my client. I'm just speaking to someone. I, I, I used to do this when I was younger in my practice, but now, um, now that I'm older, I don't really make suggestions to people who aren't actively working with me because it's just not safe. I can't oversee um, what's happening with that person. So I don't do it anymore. I used to do it quite frequently. 
but um, it's almost as if we are being told that we shouldn't make our own medical decisions as if we need someone to guide us or someone to approve of our decision. Now, I'm not saying that this is what anyone who says talk to your doctor first is saying. I don't think that's the case um, and for the majority of cases. I think it's more of a, um, a disclaimer because people who are doing exercise programs or, or you know, doing health and wellness programs, they don't know every nook and cranny of their clients' health issues, and they don't want to be held responsible if something happens. So I think it's more, um, more for safety for both the practitioner, the health and wellness person, or the exercise um, trainer, and for the client. But it does give us that message, right? I mean, how many times have you wanted to do something that you've read in a blog, maybe on my blog, or um, something that you found online, or something that your friend talked to you about, and then, you know, you see, oh, make sure you talk to your doctor first, and you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't try that, because I don't know what's going to happen. And I found, interestingly enough, that this happens more with natural medicine. And more people are um, more reserved when it comes to trying natural remedies or natural approaches than the pharmaceuticals. Because there's this idea that pharmaceutical medication is safe. I almost like to think of it as a... It's almost like it's been... (laughs) beaten into our minds that this is, um, these, this medication is going to cure everything, almost like a panacea. And I don't think that's the case at all. And so why is healthy so hard? I think it's because of the messages that we get on TV, that we can just take a drug and get rid of our, our, issues or symptoms or problems. I think it's because we are told that we have to uh, speak to a doctor and basically we're not um, encouraged to take our health into our own hands. And then I think that there's major issues with processed food and the food industry. Now, processed food tastes good. I mean, if you, you're, you're used to eating that, processed food tastes good. And that's because a lot of the chemicals and the, um, the additives that's added into this food to give it a flavor, it tricks your brain into thinking that you're eating something really, really good. So you want more of it. And so when you tell someone who's used to eating processed food all the time that they have to stop eating their chips or their fries or their chicken nuggets, then it does become an issue because they look at anything green as if it's disgusting and flavorless or um, it has no texture. And that becomes a huge block to that person deciding to get on the road to health. Now, I, there, there's some doctors who talk about food addictions and some who say that that's, that can't be the case. You can't be addicted to food. Some say that you can be addicted to food. And 
I I tend to follow after my client's lead. If they feel that there's food addiction, then we work with the food addiction. But I do feel like there is a uh, craving that comes with processed foods. And I would almost say that there could be almost like a detox, a detox reaction if you get off of processed foods. Now, I'm not talking about anything very serious or severe, at least for most people, but I don't even think it's physiological. There's not really a physiological um, detox from processed foods, but there is a craving that comes from your body being excited, your brain being excited from these chemicals on the taste bud. And I think that giving up processed foods um, is a huge challenge, a huge hurdle. And one of the reasons why being healthy is so hard just think about it. If you are a busy working parent and you have to have dinner, what's easier to do? Is it easier to um, stop by the fast food place and pick up a few burgers or is it easier to come home after a hard day and you know your child is crying and they're sick and maybe your spouse is still at work or or maybe you don't have a spouse and then you have to try to figure out what you're going to make you have to take out the meat and defrost it and try to find out what spices are going to work together and it's just a lot of work right so that's another reason why being healthy is so hard i hear you and i'm not discounting any of the struggles it takes to get on a healthy path But what I'm going to tell you is that if you make certain changes now, you will not regret it in the future and it won't be so hard. It starts with your belief system. It starts with your mindset. Shifting your mindset is the hardest, the one hardest thing that you can do. But it's the biggest thing and the most necessary thing that you can do to get on the road to being healthy without it being so hard. And so when I say shifting your mindset, what I mean is turning off the TV. You don't need to be bombarded with pharmaceutical ads telling you to ask your doctor for a medication. Then trust your gut. One of the things that hurts me the most is that I speak to clients, parents, a lot of parents, mothers, and they tell me how they feel that they shouldn't do a certain procedure for their child or how they feel that they shouldn't do a certain medication or a certain supplement or herb, whatever the case is for their child, but they feel pressured to do it maybe by family members, friends, or even their own healthcare provider, and then their child suffers for it. I feel that we have been given intuition by God, and we need to learn to listen to it. We need to learn to listen to our gut, because if something is wrong, we know it. You are the one who lives in your body, and that's when I when I work with a client. That's what I always say. Because as a naturopathic doctor, I am very flexible. I have a lot of tools in my toolbox to get you to where you want to be health-wise. And so I will make a suggestion 
and I will talk to you about it. I will tell you the risks of the benefits, why I am uh, suggesting that you make this change or take this supplement and how you feel about it. I always ask, how do you feel about this? Because this is your body and I want to be respectful of your body, number one. And number two, you know yourself best. If I'm asking you to sleep eight hours a night and you're only used to sleeping three, then that's not going to work. What I'm asking you to do is not going to work. And then also, I don't want there to be um, any type of power or dynamic or strangeness between me and my clients. I feel that uh, in modern medicine, there's there's a, a strange um, authoritarian type relationship between doctor and patient. And... Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You can always email me. Shoot me an email at contact at lifeblossomwellness.com and tell me if you feel the same way or if I'm completely insane. But I feel that there's this sense of um, of power between doctor and patient. And the doctor is expected to hold some type of authority over the patient and that he tells the patient what to do and then the patient goes out and does it naturopathic medicine at least the way that i practice it does not work that way i am a collaborator with you i am a partner with you you take the lead i follow and i really like that approach to medicine because i feel like you actually get results lasting results so back to mindset make sure that you are turning off your TV and trusting your gut. If you feel that this is the way to go, do some more research on it. Talk to someone that you trust. Um, pray about it if you are religious or if you have a relationship with the Lord. And listen to your gut because you probably know what's best for you better than anybody else. You might not know the best methods or the best medicine, the best supplements, the best way to exercise or sleep or any of those things, but you probably know what you need. And then stop eating processed foods. <laughs> I know, I mean, I, it might be hard for you initially, but I guarantee you that Within two weeks' time, if you stop eating processed foods, you will not regret it. In fact, the way that I raise my children, I I don't limit uh, or eliminate processed foods with them. I allow them to have fast food every now and then or candy every now and then because I don't want them to uh, feel that they're missing out on it. And then when they get older, they go out and binge on it. So I, I love to keep a balance for them. But... Even my kids, they'll say, hmm, I, I don't want this. I don't want this fast food. It doesn't taste good. They prefer me to cook, but it didn't get like that overnight. I, I had to learn how to cook and I'm not the best chef in the world, but I can cook meals. And I, I even feel that my meals taste better than the burgers down the street because I put a lot of effort into the food that I make initially when learning how to cook and now it's pretty easy because I'm, I'm so used to doing it and my body 
knows the difference. My taste buds knows the difference between real spices and chemicals. So fast food just doesn't taste all of that good. So what can you do to get healthy right now? Just one meal a day. Or if you can't do one meal, just one uh, item. Take one item. One, uh, one processed food. Maybe you, you're used to getting up in the morning, running to the coffee place, getting a donut and a coffee for breakfast. Instead of uh, getting the donut, maybe try to replace that donut with something like a uh, frittata muffin. And you can make that really easy. Just get some chopped pepper, some salt, um, and some pepper and some onions and maybe a little cheese and some scrambled eggs and scramble all that up and pop it into a muffin tin and bake it and you can have a frittata muffin. Really easy ways to do healthy simple foods. So that's why I think um, being healthy is hard at least in our society in the United States. I don't think it has to be but I think that it's very lucrative if, if we aren't healthy for many different uh, industries. And so I think it's time that we take back our health. And instead of saying getting healthy is hard, we instead say, I'm going to be healthy no matter what. I'm Dr. Candace Mathers. And thank you for listening to me. Make sure you let your friends and family and anyone that you care about know about this podcast. I really appreciate it.